It's October 1st, 2016, and this is the Turn-Based Attack! That was a good one. Yeah, man. I gave it. I actually, I cared. It's because it's October 1. Start of the new month. 10-1. month. Yeah, the best month, some would say. Some. A lot of people, yeah. Um, Yeah, man. This uh, this area, especially where I live, uh, gets a lot of color. Well, Uh, I mean, no one's ever been here because it's on the edge of the universe. That's right. It's me and... uh, like an old Jewish couple across the street, and that's it. And we're holding it down over yeah. here at the edge of the world. It's like the wall. Yeah, yeah. You guys are protecting us, keeping the wildlings out of yeah. Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but here we are on a Saturday morning. Saturday morning. Uh, I haven't played a lot of video games recently, but I played one video game a lot, and it's Destiny. And I'm sorry. You disgust me. Uh, and I'm to understand you've played a lot of one video game as well, or at least you've been hyping it. You've been a good uh... PR man. Yeah, that's right. Unpaid PR. Unpaid. Well. They pay me with their... Oh, they did give us a copy of that game. Didn't they? Was that... No. I can't... I Let's say they did. The great this. people at, at Redbone? Red Hook. <laughs> Backbone. <laughs> the two guys from Backbone sure. became Red Hook. Okay. Yeah. We'll cover that in a little bit. Um, so lots of news this week. Uh, I'm going to try to keep it just the last week of news here. Uh, Rob, did you receive any listener questions? I got one via email. Um, no. I okay. don't think I did. Well, then let's just cover it straight out the box. Have you been following this Oculus uh, Palmer Lucky uh, fiasco at all? No, tell me more. Let me tell you all about it. Palmer Lucky, uh, who is kind of the face of VR, he was the guy in the Time magazine with his shoes off, uh, floating in a, in a virtual space, in a looking, like a, looking like a big idiot putting VR back 25 years. Uh, he kind of looks like me. Which is concerning. Have you seen, have you seen a picture? The, is that what the email's about? Uh, yeah. This, yeah. <laughs> Are you actually Do you know that multi-millionaire Paul like Merlecki? Uh, so apparently what happened is uh, someone someone did a little dig- digging. A report uh, on the Daily Beast. Uh, they did some digging into Nimble America, which is a troll f- hedge fund? I I didn't know this existed. This is like the, the, the Matrix we never intended. Like the really boring uh, politic playground side uh, of, of the internet. So Nimble America is an organization that promotes Trump in the forthcoming presidential election uh, through online and real-world advertising and viral posts. Uh, so they are a troll collective. They will jump on the internet to stir up uh, people arguing just Beef. for the fun of it. Yeah. Uh, they their, their biggest move was they bought a billboard uh, with a picture of Hillary on it uh, that just says, Too Big to Jail. Good, good for you guys. So how does this relate to video games? Uh, we we don't tend question. to... Uh, converse about um, politics. Politics. Religion. We managed to step, you know, sidestep a lot of landmines when we yeah. record and whatnot. Uh, but but how does this relate? So, you know, there is a uh, still. We, we'd like to think the video game industry is progressive. We like to think the majority of people want to see, you know, the industry grow uh, and be in- inclusive to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is, as we've learned in recent years, a very vocal minority uh of that of that chapter that is almost fanatical about conservatism when it comes to video games when it comes to anything uh so palmer lucky apparently real right-wing guy uh they also mentioned milo yiannopoulos as another funder of uh of of this thing and he's the guy who uh supposedly launched that uh 
who is it from uh, Leslie Jones from the yeah. Ghostbusters, yeah. the the hate campaign on yeah. Twitter, or whatever. Not banned from Twitter. Yeah. So so that's him. Uh, and apparently Palmer Lucky does. He is nimble rich man on Reddit and uh, is a troll and writes and actively contributes to this. So again, I ask you, Rob, how does this relate to video games? Well, Palmer Lucky is the inventor of the Oculus Rift. And uh, is a guy before this that a lot of people in the industry respected as kind of the next wave of of innovators. Like yeah. we, in the same breath as John Carmack and and guys like this. Uh, this is a kid who, through his early years at school, took uh, a liking to electronics. Hated uh, that the what was available for VR in the time that it is now. Made some prototypes. Got some funding. Funded a successful Kickstarter and sold his business to Facebook for millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. He's estimated at seven hundred million dollars. This guy, no big deal. Uh, and he's choosing to spend that money. You know, he he, he has fuck me money. That's yeah. that's money. It's not fuck you money anymore. It's fuck me money. I have so much money that it's time for some uh, career suicide or something like that. So while he's still involved with Oculus VR and working with Facebook and you know working to forward. Uh, Oculus, he is more of a figurehead at this point, I would say, in the, uh, the the cycle. And now people who are supporting Oculus or are now like, hey, PlayStation VR is out. We were going to launch on multiple platforms. Maybe our politics align with something else, blah, blah, blah. And now it means that the Oculus is going to lose our support. Whatever it means. Um, it's very unfortunate that that he, you know, it's one thing to have political beliefs. And yeah, in certain aspects of the United States, Hollywood, video games, uh, holding a certain belief uh means maybe some doors shut to you uh if you yeah. if you are a known non-democrat maybe you don't get an invite to uh, jimmy kimmel's after party or something like that sure. like this this stuff exists but it's not that he feels this way and he's not a trump supporter he's supporting gary something a uh, another party candidate sure. he just doesn't want hillary in there and he chooses to go about that by spending some of his millions of dollars in shit post campaigns um, and it's a real bummer uh this is someone that I kind of looked at in the industry, and I'm like, man, look at that. That's that can still happen. Some someone can grow up and just be like, mm, needs to be better, and in their garage make it happen. That's fantastic. That's Apple, the story of Apple, all over again. Yeah. Uh, and now we learn he's he's 24 years old and acting accordingly. I guess if you had 700 million dollars when you were 24, uh, uh, you might be dead. Uh, actually, <laughs> that's. Uh, I'm not sure what I would have done. Yeah. No. Horrible things. Yes, you'd be living on a yacht. International waters. Yeah, you'd be like a pirate captain. Uh, so that's that was what the email was about to uh, to flesh out that that situation and what what's happening with that. Hmm. Uh, but you know, hit up the Wikipedia for Palmer Lucky and learn more about this guy. Like, inter- fascinating story. Uh, very unfortunate that uh, this this scandal is now revolving around him and is affecting Oculus support going forward. Because Oculus, I don't care what you say, they were first. This is the first of the boom of VR. This. Put VR in in the household, like as a household name. Yeah, well, look uh, at, absolutely, it did. You know, HTC Vive came out. Yeah, PlayStation's got which that. is arguably the best like VR on the market right now is HTC. Sure. But respect your elders, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that is an interesting situation. Yeah, kind of sucks to hear that he's involved in all that stuff. But I mean, quite frankly, I'm not really interested in VR. So, so. Yeah, we're we're kind of by the time we record next, PlayStation VR could very well be out or very very close to coming out. It's already shipping to uh, different news outlets, and people are doing unboxing videos of a 
VR headset. That's meta, right? We're going on the internet, watching videos of someone unboxing the equipment to use to go into VR. That's strange. No? A little bit. Um, from what I've played of PlayStation VR, the tech's there. Like, it's fine. The You're getting quality for the price you're paying, and you are paying a lot. $550 Canadian, bro, for just the headset. But you need two wands, a camera, and something to play on it, right? So that's going to run you $700 for a PlayStation VR bundle. That's so expensive. Yes. Uh, like, I just cannot believe how expensive video games have become. It is, <laughs> it is such a sink for your money to just but plummet down. It's you have to remember that games have done this before. When I bought, was buying N64 games when they first came out, they were 100 sure. bucks. Yeah, they're they were never the And that's in like 90s dollars. For yeah. sure. They've always been expensive. You even look at like when the NES came out, it's a very expensive piece of equipment. Mm-hmm. And I guess they'll always be expensive, but I mean, as somebody who is paying for their own games instead of, you know, as a kid, your parents and family and stuff buy you games. It's expensive, man. It's so crazy. You have to pick and choose. Thankfully, um, it's never been more difficult to get someone's, like, get a consensus opinion on something. Yeah. Um, Everything on Metacritic that comes out that in any way divides uh, an audience is zero posts and ten out of ten posts. Yeah. And the zero posts state, you know, no real constructive criticism most of the time. The ten posts, same deal on the opposite side. Yeah. Uh, something yeah, like Mafia right. Mafia Three that's coming out. Look, look at Doom. Look at Doom from earlier this year. Uh, people made an assumption on that game based on the fact that it didn't get shipped to reviewers. People thought that game was going to be trash yeah. because they thought Bethesda was trying to hide it. Doom might be one of the best games released this year. Might be in the top five. No one was, ex- or definitely like s- surprises, mm-hmm. surprise hits. Um, so look at something like Mafia Three. Same thing going on. Uh, you know. See where you want to spend your money this year. Look at the look at first person shooters this year. Titanfall two, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, Battlefield one. Dude. Not to mention Overwatch continues to update and and, and you know whatnot. Um, there's there's so many options. It's uh, it's insane. I completely went on a tangent there and lost my my train of thought. What were we talking about? Oh VR. Okay, let's not get ahead of ourselves. You know what? Let's uh, let's dial it back. Talk about what we've actually played. Talk the good and the bad. Yeah, sure. Uh, what what have you been playing, Rob? Uh, so lately, um, lately I've been trying to do this thing where I'm just going through my backlog and uh, trying to actually like finish off all the games that I have really kind of just let fall by the wayside. Um, but I'm trying to like complete them, complete them, like like platinum trophy. Um, so the you, lo- you will give up on a game if you're not liking it, though, right? Yeah, like if I hate I always the game, had that problem. Yeah. yeah. I would complete games like Infinite Undiscovery and that would be the majority of my time for a month and a half. And I'm like, what the hell was I doing? Why am I playing this? Yeah. I'm not enjoying it. Yeah. I will I'll give up on it if it's not enjoyable or if it's too tedious to to complete completely. Like if it's something where anything with online um achievements is usually pretty annoying. Ironically, uh most of those in EA UFC two um, or most of the achievements or trophies in that are online only. Yeah. Um, but I like head to head fighting with people. Yeah, or? I played okay. in that game to uh, last week. I think is that like platinum zero point one? Yeah, the zero point one percent baby. <laughs> That's I right. Got it. Um, and then upper echelon. Yeah. Uh, 
then I also uh, went back and platinum uh, Lord of the Rings: Shadows of Mordor. Nice. That was uh, a fun game that I never it's not finished. Bad. Yeah. I mean, as as someone who vocally hates the shit out of the Batman Arkham Asylum games. Yeah. So it's I mean it's Lord of the Rings. Like I think you can take that that formula and gameplay style and really apply it to pretty well any story. Yeah. Uh, and it, and it I think it's the structure of the Arkham games because mm-hmm. you look at something like Sleeping Dogs, which has the Arkham combat. Absolutely, it does. Yet the rest of the game is presented like uh, an open world game yeah. GTA. I mean, like yeah, your Assassin's Creed, your Sleeping yeah. Dogs, your uh, Shadows of Mordor. You've it got seems Batman. like if Arkham Knight had a uh, open worldness to it, where time passed. This is the PS4 and Xbox One we're talking about here. This is they've already done. This is the fourth game they've done. Yeah. Right? Would have been too much to ask where you manage your time as Bruce Wayne as well and That's do detective shit on the side. That's what I'm saying. And then there's Batman bits where you go out at night yeah. and wreck shit. Yeah, you get to choose which Batman outfit you need yeah. for the task at hand. You look at something like how the Hitman games presented this new Hitman game that's been going on for the last year. Yeah. But it, in chapters, so they release little tidbits of the game. You get to know it really well. They release bonus content on the way, and then you have these big chapters which release these new maps. They just yeah. did a new one for Colorado. What if Batman was like that? Be um, crazy, yeah. People would riot. That's right, right. Games. But in <laughs> in any case, you know, I went back, finished Shadows of Mordor. Um, pretty good. The story is very forgettable in that game. I mean, it's it's okay. You're possessed but... by a ghost, and you're just out for revenge. You're like Scorpion, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, well, you you and the ghost have something in common. Like you're both out for revenge. What was the best thing you did with the AI? What was the best thing you did to like knock off one of the guys on your list? Uh, or did you play like you just sprinted into their picnic and cut his head off, which is usually what I did. Uh, <sighs> I, I was trying to do it strategically, so um, oftentimes what I would do is like go into a camp full of guys and one by one like brand all of them and yeah. then turn them against the leader and just watch them kind of like uh, it's kind of like the zombies from World War Z, yeah, where they're just like piling up on yeah, each other to get the up helicopter, on each other to take yeah. out the helicopter, absolutely. Uh, but but in actuality, that game is okay. It's not. It's not amazing. Um, I mostly wanted to just finish yeah. it because when I last played it, the story, I had like 87% completion. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'll just go in and platinum that save file. Could not remember a damn thing about the game. So me I had to start me and Krista were on the extra missions of The Witness, and it's like, if we complete these, we platinum that game. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah. Lost it. Well, and it's totally just like, it. once, you, once you get to to that point where you haven't played a game for a certain amount of time, you lose it, right? Yeah. You can't, can't it's remember true. how to do it. What, if you don't use it, you lose it. You might just lose it. Uh, so I platinum that. Um, right now, I'm actually working through Dragon Age Inquisition. Oh, interesting. Um, trying to platinum that. That's a that's an undertaking. Yeah, you have there's certain trophies you can miss completely. Oh, really? Yeah, there's uh, I think three or four of them. Are you for, are you trying to do one playthrough? So you're having sex with everything? Um, you only need to have sex with one thing. Okay. Yeah, so this is The Witcher, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know there's uh, what you have to do to get the platinum trophy for Dragon Age Inquisitions, you have to finish it on the hardest difficulty. Ooh, shit. Um, and it's actually not even that difficult. It's just that, um, like, the AI stays pretty much the same. It's just that the enemies do way more damage and have way more HP. Um, so you have to be a lot more strategic with how you approach battles. Um, Dragon but- Age's game, 
that I think I've, I've stated before on this podcast that should appeal to me on every level. I can't fucking get into it. I played the shit out of Mass Effect. Can't get into Man, Dragon Age. It's, it's like... The thing about Mass Effect, though, is that you... While you do have those moments where you can be super tactical in your approach to the game, it still plays very much uh, like a third-person shooter. Yeah. St- stylistically. Yeah. 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 And, and that's basically what they want from Dragon Age as well. It plays like yeah. a third-person uh, action RPG-ish, uh, but when it comes to... Without just feeling full fable. Right, yeah. right. When it comes to completing the... Um, hardest difficulty you need to really leverage that tactical approach where you pause the that was a combat. always a big thing people brought up with the first like Dragon Age Origins yeah. is that on PC you could command your other characters much easier but, yeah, you at the higher difficulties on, yeah. you could certainly do it on Playstation uh, and, and Xbox I'm pretty sure but um, it did it did uh, get I don't think it was as smooth and it I don't think the PC uh, sorry, I don't think the console experience is ever going to be as smooth until we have keyboard and mouse support for console, yeah. which I don't think is ever really going to happen, which uh, is sad. But. It's, I, I, as far as I know, coming to the Xbox One. Yeah. yeah. And now the, that's a huge selling point because look at a game like Overwatch, right? Yeah. Where it's a huge game. Uh, well, that brings up the questions of would you lock, would you lock those people together? Like in some goddamn <clears throat> asylum, the keyboard and mouse people? Man, I would love to play games on my console with a keyboard and mouse it doesn't make sense that we can't and it really comes down to do you think then it's just a fair playing field like that's all it is but you yeah. can get you can get modded like you can go you, get stuff you can, that, but yeah. then you're playing then you're cheating you know because nah. you're you're giving yourself an advantage over other other people a physical advantage over other people like look at fighting games though you have your people who like the basic controller pad sticks yeah. But it's, it's all whatever feels best to not, you. It's not a modification. It's it's readily available to yeah. you as as a consumer, and it's embraced by the community. I can tell you right now, people who are using, you know, uh, modded equipment to play with a keyboard and mouse on PS4, uh, in Overwatch or something yeah. like that, uh, Blizzard considers it cheating. Oh, like really? It's, yeah, it's not. It's not. Legit. How do you prove? someone is using I'm not sure another how, input how, device how they do but it's <laughs> but they do <laughs> they, man they're they're pretty hardcore with their banning um but anyway platinum trophies dragon age been playing a yep. lot of that i'm probably about sunk about 20 hours into that so i bounced far. off that game too i played it for like 10 hours and i'm just like nah i'm good i'm trying trying to go through it it's a lot uh a lot of work though, but uh, slowly but surely, uh, I've got some other like I, I basically took all my games on my PS4. Now that we've got the new update, yeah, I just put all the games that I want to platinum into a folder. Nice. And uh, I cleared out EA UFC two, Child of Mordor. Now I'm working on this. I got uh, Fallout four in there. I'm thinking about platinuming that one. It's gonna it's be doable. A long, yeah, long drive. Uh, Far Cry, uh, three. Four? Which okay. where does it take place? Four would be PS4. Yeah, three four, didn't come out. Four, on PS4. yeah. yeah. Um, I think those those ones are in there. A couple of Far Cry will take games. you a while too. So yeah. There's a few games in there that are just really you know. And the thing about platinum trophies, for the most part, is that really it's just do it, like taking the the extra step to do yep. um, all the missions or all this or all that. So, um, but anyway, aside from that, I uh, jump back into Darkest Dungeon a little bit here. That's right. So, uh, Darkest Dungeon is officially released now? <clears throat> it is officially released on console now. Okay. It's been released on PC for quite a while. Um, I Like we were saying earlier, I, b- 
believe that Red Hook provided us a review copy of the game. I believe so. Um, yeah. <clears throat> something that I unfortunately never got around to doing. Life catches up with us. But <laughs> um, either that or I bought it. I cannot remember. I would have to check my Steam. It's worth buying. It. But that game's incredible. Yeah. Um, I've talked about it before on our podcast, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure maybe it's come man, up it's once been or out twice. for a while because I had it when I was in my apartment. Yeah. So uh, it's been on for at least that a game year has now. existed in concept since 2012. It's it's nearly it's an 2017. Game. Like uh, basically, I mean the the whole kind of philosophy behind the game is like let's put the player in an in an uncomfortable situation. So it's not that it's not like a, a game like PT where the uncomfortable situation is the actual um, mood environment and environment <laughs> yeah. of the game and making you uncomfortable um, because it's spooky. Uh, Darkest Dungeon is more like strategically you will not be in a good place for a large portion of the game. You yeah. you will you will need to sacrifice. Sometimes. In in an RPG, you have moments where you're comfortable. You ju- you just use a tent. You just use a safe point. Yeah. You're feeling good, and even if something presents itself, it's going to be all right. This game it actively yeah. tries to, to poisons and paralyzes <laughs> your entire party well, and lets you deal with it yeah, for quite so, a while. Yeah. So what I'll say about Darkest Dungeon is that it's always challenging. Like you, you can certainly have a point where you are a little comfortable where it's like I can walk into a dungeon that's, you know, um with my with my strongest team of four guys and uh just lay waste to it and that's great. Uh, you can do that. You could crank the difficulty down as well if you wanted to make the game easier to play through. Um, if you play through on the stock settings, though, defaults, um, there will certainly be times where even if you bring your best party members into a lower level dungeon like I did, uh, you'll lose the whole party. Yeah. They will die. permanent, And there's permanent death in the game. It will happen. So, uh, and it's on, over something stupid, too. You'll be like, oh, this dungeon's two levels lower than my whole party. No problem. You walk in there, you're you're mowing through the enemies, and then you come across like a like a a statue, and you're like, okay, you get one of your guys to check out the statue, and then it's like, oh, the statue has some sort of weird energy pulsating from it. Um, we should we investigate this further? And you're like, oh, sure, why not? Investigate it further. <laughs> it spawns this crazy enemy who is just like insanely powerful, and you're like, oh my god, what have I done? Yeah, and you are not getting out of that alive. Basically, um, it, it's a game that certainly rewards strategic and cautious gameplay, but it always will put you into that spot where it's like, yeah, uh, your party is stressed. Um, there's a stress function, yeah. In yeah on top of the difficulty of the dungeon, yeah, your characters also have problems they're dealing with. Yeah, so each character has. Um, quirks and maladies so things like um some characters have like a an ability where they and these are afflictions like things that they just get over time uh so for example you can get diseased like uh not like a poison status where you're taking damage uh that's called plague in the game when you take damage over time in battle um and out of battle um but there's something called afflictions which are uh, and, and diseases the disease is actually permanent. Um, uh, well, they, they're permanent stat changes to your character based on you know uh, getting hit by certain enemies gives, has a chance to disease your character, and uh, it's like bad stuff too. Like you can get, for example, rabies, mm-hmm. um, and you lose like 
20% accuracy or something when you have rabies. And the game already, it's like one of those things, like, you know what Final Fantasy Tactics? And yep. it's like, you have a 90% chance to hit. And you're like, all right, cool. And then for whatever just reason, it. Yeah. it seems like you always miss. Yep. It's just <clears> like <throat> that in Darkest Dungeon, where it's just like, there's no chance. If it's not 100%, <laughs> it's not 100%, yeah. bro. Um, there's no chance. So, like, you know, you can lose uh, your, you can lose, uh, your characters can certainly get um, messed up just from running through too many dungeons. But you have the whole outside of dungeon thing, and that's actually super cool as well. Um, it's almost like a, a bit of like a management simulator where you've got like um, you've got certain buildings that in in your town uh, where you're basically like there's there's a, for example there's like a church um, or a monastery, and you can send your characters there to reduce their stress. Um, there's like a insane asylum type place where you send your characters to get rid of their psychological problems. So things that like, um, in certain areas of the, of the dungeons, they will have like better or worse performance. You can get rid of that type of stuff. Um, then there's a place you can re- remove diseases and whatnot too. Um, there's like a bar you can send your character to reduce stress. Uh, the stress function is actually one of the coolest parts of the game and why it makes it so challenging. Um, Essentially, your character has a stress meter from 0 to 100, and then from 100 to 200. So when they're 0 to 100, there's no no penalty at all until they hit 100. Once they hit 100, they have a chance to either go into what's called a virtue state, or uh, I think it's called a, like a panic state. And basically, when they panic, if they, if they panic, um, it's a percent chance. They, and usually they will panic. Um, they will, like, their resolve gets tested, they fail, they become abusive and raise the stress of the rest of your party. Okay. And this also leads to the characters, say, for example, um, what will commonly happen is, like, one character will get mad, and, like, there's a whole whack of different types of... of, uh, It's bad for everybody. yeah, Yeah, there's, like, a whole whack of different status effects that come from this stress. So, for example, one of them is, like, abusive. And this, and every, like... In battle, this guy will start yelling at your party members, increasing their stress. Um, and, like, for example, if you have a, a cleric in your party who, like, tries to heal, um, you know, this abusive guy, sometimes he'll just be like, no, I'm, I'm not taking the heal. So it becomes <laughs> like a Pokemon when you don't have the badge. So Exactly. Yeah, yeah and they stop kind of listening to you. Um, they will more or less most of the time listen to you, but every now and again they won't take a heal or they won't do something. They won't, they'll skip their own turn. Um and that creates that uncomfortable situation where you're just like, I can't, I don't even have full control of my party. Yeah. On the flip side, if they if they go into a virtue state, um, they actually will do, they get a, a stat buff, which okay. is pretty cool. And they reduce the stress of the rest of the party a little bit. Um, so there's that. Uh, the, the battles got this weird kind of system too where there's, um, there's it's, it's a little hard to explain. You have to see it. But basically there's positions. There's one through four um, for your party members. And it's only 2D, so it's in a line. Uh, and you get to choose who's in the front, who's in, you know, that's position one. Then position two is right behind that, three and four accordingly. Um, and you, your characters move um, in battle based on what abilities they use. Enemies can push your characters into, uh, you know, the back row uh, or back position. So some characters have abilities where they will, uh, for example, there's like a, a bard or jester type character. Um, when he's in the front row, one of his abilities is like this crazy, like 
melee attack does tons of damage but all and but when he uses it it pushes him all the way to the back row and then he's in the back row it's like impossible to get him to to the front row again yeah so it's pretty much like a almost like a limit break type situation if he gets forced to the front if he gets forced to the front he can retreat to the back Just but he's kind of useless from the back you can only like buff your party with like stat boosts uh that are seemingly quite quite minimal um <laughs> but helpful in their own right yeah so anyway it's a really crazy game um i have not finished it i've had it for quite a while i jump into it every now and again um I, as we know i have quite a backlog of games to play through and but it's it's easily one of my favorite games if only because of how challenging it is uh also uh the banner saga 2 is, is on my list to to play through and whew, whew, i got too big of a list man <laughs> Those are both very bleak games. Uh, uh, maybe don't play them back to back. Yeah, you'll, you'll get yeah. depressed. <laughs> yeah, you'll, your stress level will uh, will hit over 100. Yeah. Oh, when you hit 200 percent, though, yeah, your character has a heart attack and dies. Oh, okay. You didn't mention that permadeath. Yeah, actually, also when you hit zero HP, you get onto like death's door, and the next time your character takes damage, they have a chance to permanently die. Okay. So you don't actually die when you hit zero HP. But you, uh, but it's you're, pretty you're determined that you will. To die. Yeah, it's crazy. That game's crazy. All right, let me talk briefly about Destiny: Rise of Iron. It's the new mm-hmm. Destiny my, expansion. Put my earmuffs on. Yeah, just just go sit started. in the corner, go stare at the wall like Blair Witch for a second. Can I just talk about how much I don't care about Destiny? Anymore? You used to like playing it. What, what? Why don't you like about Destiny now? It got too repetitive, man. It was just well, like the running the same. You thing over you and didn't over even play Taken again. King, and you <laughs> had the season pass, did you not? I didn't have the season pass. I bought Taken King. Oh. I and then played you didn't the play first it. mission, and yeah. I was like, I don't want to play this game anymore. I'm All not right. enjoying it. There, I enough. didn't find anything enjoyable about it. I just, like, after after I played through the first, like, vanilla Destiny, I was like, I feel like I've seen everything this game has to offer. And and I haven't. Yeah. Let's be fair. You did do the raid. You did the I, first raid. I did everything. Yeah. I did, I did, yeah, I did, no, I did the second raid, too. Oh, really? Crota? Yeah, 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 I did both of them. Um... And I was like, okay, those are pretty cool. Uh, but it took a lot of coordination, took a lot of, um, like, the only thing that you got out of it was just gear. Yep. And I was like, <laughs> man, this is the MMO aspect of MMOs that I hate. Okay, so, like, let's bring this back around, though, to something like Overwatch. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Destiny not only has a pretty expansive PvE offering, it's also a yeah. PvP game, yeah. which plays very similarly to a traditional halo it does uh, and feels like it yeah um which is a game i really enjoy and why i really take to destiny because i'm like oh this is like halo with a progression yeah. and even if that progression is grinding out gear and uh occasionally getting a different gun that handles differently and you change up your playstyle a little bit that's what destiny is that's yeah. what this version of destiny is it sounds like they're gonna get way more robust on expanding on everything in destiny 2 kind of toting it as this is what the first game should have been mm-hmm. uh which is never what you really want to hear mm-hmm. um but Rise of Iron is is not the thing that's going to bring people to this game if they aren't already on board with Destiny. Destiny 2 will be that offering, and you can decide then. I mean, the Rise of Iron has um, got dogs in it. So. It's got dogs. It's got wolves. Yeah, dogs. Big old wolves and a wall. There's there's big wolves, a wall. There's uh, things that live beyond the wall that's threatening the things on the other side oh, of the I wall. I've heard of this game before. Yeah. It's called Game yeah. of Thrones. That's right. A uh, lot of evoking of, uh, of that. Mm-hmm. But... Destiny always original, had... Original storytelling. Uh, yes, right. Uh, Destiny always had this stuff baked into its lore, should you read the grimoire, 
but it's no, not in the game at all, so why would you do that? The cat is now uh, weighing in on the podcast. Uh, so Rise of Iron, like I said, it takes place in the Plaguelands, which is an area to the northeast of the usual Russia map. Uh, and what's happening there is there were these guys called the, uh, I believe they're the Iron Guardians, I could be wrong. They were the guys who were running the well, Iron it Banner. On, it happens on Earth. Yes, this okay. is all on Earth. Uh, they were the guys doing the Iron Banner campaign. These guys are badass guardians that have, uh, basically, they were the sentinels on that wall, keeping whatever was in there out. Oh, whatever, whatever. I don't know the timeline of this, because again, Grimoire cards are not readable in-game, and I'm not going to log into a browser and do it. Just out of principle. So, uh, you need to go help uh, the remaining Iron Guard. There's like one of them left. Uh, and uh, you're going to help him and uncover what they were hiding in the Plague Lands. Turns out, uh, they found this, this stuff called Siva. And what that is, is these big muscle-looking... Is that, uh, sugar? It's like a... Si- oh, no, that's Stevia. Yeah, sti- that's Stevia. Uh, these bad. long, kind of uh, colossal Titan muscle-looking uh, t- pull-and-peel carbon it's a series of tubes and uh they are stretching all across the plague lands and uh they're kind of i don't know what to compare them to they're kind of like an, a matter that can be sculpted into anything mm-hmm. it's, it's like it's just like pure technology that when harnessed you can actually sustain a civilization i don't, I don't know they don't really go into the science of how this thing works all you know it's like the red matter it's like the oh shit what is this uh so they discover that's super dangerous and they lock it behind this wall and then the fallen uh, are messing with it the the main main enemies in the in the game which are also referred to as wolves and they uh they are in the plague lands they're using siva and they're they're outfitting themselves with it they have all this crazy technology they can do all this crazy stuff and now you got to help them beat back these guys into the plague lands shut that door and uh bada bing bada boom destiny expansion rise of iron so uh spoilers you do help them uh in the story and then you get a cool sword and you get to be you get a new social area to hang out in and some new modes and a new raid. There's no uh, PvP expansion as far as I know. Like, uh, Taken King introduced Rift, which was a super fun uh, mode, I thought. Uh, kind of like a capture the flag. You slam dunk a light basketball into a hoop. Um, the light level has increased. I believe the maximum is somewhere north of 390 now. Level 40 is still the max. Your light level increases based on the gear you have equipped. Uh, and you can fuse gear together. So if you get, uh, for example, Blues at first, will be more powerful than your purples when you start this expansion. If you have a 280 purple and you pick up a 340 blue, you can, uh, using legendary marks, which is the all catch-all, be-all marks now, uh, other than crucible marks, can fuse them together and add that firepower to your uh, your purple gun. <laughs> okay, Rob? Sorry. I was just trying to remember what it's like to play that game. Yeah. It's di- remember when things had a light value? You'd like get a piece of gear and like you'd equip it and then you'd have your light value? Yeah. Now every ge- all pieces of gear have an inherent light value. Remember you used to have to upgrade gear to increase its light? Remember when like it started at a 12 but its maximum was an 18 and you had yeah. to upgrade it all the way you and get a like grind out experience points? Kind of so yeah, Destiny is the ep- Destiny this version of Destiny is the epitome of pushing a giant boulder to the top of the hill. And then eventually it rolls over the other side every time a DLC comes out and you, you're building yourself up. And while you, you maintain, and the thing I always hate when developers say this, uh, and it's like anything, it's you maintain the experiences. So while you're on even playing ground with someone who just went to the store and paid $80 and is bu- playing Destiny for the first time, other than some cool bells and whistles your character has because you've been on, around for a while, you you really are on even even playing ground with them. Uh, and that's not really 
the best way. That's how late game MMOs work. That's not how a game in its infancy uh, that hasn't been fully realized yet should operate. Every time a DLC comes out, it's a reset. Uh, you know, but again, if you like playing Destiny and it's something you're constantly playing, these little changes here and there, what they have offered uh, has been worth the money as far as I'm concerned. So I'm if gonna, you're... For my money, if I'm going to play an MMO... Just leaning back as hard as you can. If I'm going to play an MMO, I'm just going to pick up... Yeah, what, if I'm going to play MMO... I'm just going to pick up World of Warcraft if, I, if I'm going to oh, really? play... If I'm going to play an MMO, I'll go pick up World of Warcraft. What about Final Fantasy XIV? No, You've already been playing no, that a bit. Did you play the, the new version of it? You did. I played it on PS4 for like a, a minute. Yeah, a hot I, minute. <laughs> and then I was like, this is hot garbage. I'm tired of this. So I... I you don't think I World of Warcraft is, is a similar game to I that? I think that the problem with Final Fantasy XIV, the thing that I hated the most about it, was the, the HUD. The heads up display. Oh, okay. The, the, let nah. me clarify what I meant by HUD. Let me, say, let me, let me explain <laughs> what HUD means. <laughs> Uh, other than that, I've been playing, uh, picking away some Pokemon Yellow and uh, trying to finish up my WWE 2K16 universe file. So that uh, when 17, 17 comes, comes out, out, I'll be I'll be ready to go to Suplex City with Brock Lesnar. <laughs> okay, that's more or less what I've been playing. Lots of Destiny. Uh, I find it fun, and for someone who I don't find I sit down with games a lot, like I've been trying to play Deus Ex, and I'm having a lot of trouble getting into it, and I have to think I have to realize at some point Deus Ex is a series I respect from afar. And I like what it's about and what it's putting out there, but it's not a game I actually want to play. Fair. Yeah. yeah. I'll play Fallout 4 instead. Uh, and and nothing, no, no, no knock against Deus Ex, a completely competent game. Uh, I just... <laughs> but you can't build your own base. That's right. And make a nudies here sign. <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> well, you can make a vault. So you could make, like, like Key Party, the vault. Just like a swinger's vault, where it's just like, hey... Jesus. Stop wandering the wasteland and get inside get a friend. Here. Yeah, uh, anyways, let's quickly talk about uh, what game releases are coming out uh, in, the, in the very near future here, and then get into some news, and uh, bada bing, bada boom. So let me just open this one tab that I didn't have open in real time. Riveting. I'll leave this in the podcast, too. People need to hear it raw and wriggling, precious. All right. Here we go. Where are we? It's October 1st, so Yokai Watch 2 has come to North America as two different versions. Bony Spirits and Fleshy Souls? I think that's what I'm they're called. I'm not young enough to care about that. Uh, you, I don't know if you'd like... It's like Pokemon, but, like but, Pokemon. but wackier. Wow! Oh my god! You know, what was, you know what was super underrated? What's that? Metabots. Uh, so that was another thing. Like, Metabots and me never crossed paths. Dude. I have friends that... Hold Metabots, uh, like Digimon and Metabots Pokemon was level. awesome. Imagine if your Pokemon had customizable parts. Yeah, like you rip off Pikachu's legs and, and put, put on horse on, legs. Yeah, put, yeah. give it ponytail legs. Just sprinting with hoofs. Yeah, so amazing. Like a centaur. Yeah. Hell yeah. You're right. Metabots is the best. <laughs> Anyways, uh, coming out this week, uh, Rocksmith is being remastered uh, for the PS4 and Xbox okay. One. Uh, Warhammer End Times Vermintide is coming to consoles, which was the expansion or mod for the Warhammer game on PC. Was that what happened there? Um, other than that, Mafia 3 and Paper Mario Color Splash are out that Friday. So, uh, woo! Uh, I, I'm looking forward to playing the, the cat Mario, is now sitting next to my Paper home. Mario is the, that's coming out on what? Wii U. Paper Mario is one of the few games I wish few first party nintendo games i wish i had played uh, I really the original love... paper mario this the the second yeah. one yeah and the first one 
are very good. Yeah. Everything after that gets Dude, away from what they were trying to do. Dude, I don't care. Uh, at which point, you might want to play the Mario and Luigi games, too. No, I don't like those. Okay, sorry. I tried the... Actually, I played through the first one. Because the, they, they the switched. The first one on Game Boy Advance. They made Paper Mario into a wacky platformer with RPG elements, but it's more just kind of like whatever they could think of. And then Mario and Luigi became the continuation of Seven Stars, which is the traditional RPG. Uh, which the first Paper Mario basically plays like Seven Stars Junior, and that's okay. No, it's not. Because it's fun. Where's Gino? Where, I don't know. No one knows where Gino Where's Gino.com? <laughs> Where is he? I'd like to know that. Actually. We found his clothes. You can put them on in Smash Brothers, but Gino is nowhere to be found. What a bunch of clowns. <laughs> Nintendo, just go right to hell. Where's Hashtag? Where's Gino? Dicks out for Gino. Uh, uh, <laughs> Dragon Quest Builders. Uh, oh, played the demo for that. How'd you like it? So, my stats This is October 11th we're talking about. Dragon Quest Builders is that it really wants to be like Minecraft, but... With an RPG with fleshed an out. RPG, yeah. yeah, inside. With and I don't see what's RPG. wrong with that. I play it, and you'll see what's wrong with okay, it. Okay, there you go. It's like a disingenuous attempt at both things. <laughs> it's like... It's like... Okay. Uh, first of all... It's it's third person. There's no first person that I know of from the demo. Yeah. So you can only place blocks down. Like it just feels sloppy the way that you put put the blocks down. Maybe it'll be fixed in the final version. And you you need to farm everything. Yeah. You played Minecraft. I did. I did. Okay. <laughs> but farming is really easy in Minecraft. Um and intuitive. This does not feel intuitive and easy. <laughs> It's just not... It looks good, though. Like, the game... There's there's things to like about it. I'm gonna play it. If you it. like the Dragon Quest universe, it's certainly gonna ring... ring Like, it's gonna... You're gonna enjoy a lot of aspects of it. It's weird that they're farming not... out Dragon Quest as, a, like... Dragon Quest Ten hit as an MMO, <clears throat> and they keep threatening to put that out in North America. Like, they're, like for yeah. years now, it's been like, it's coming. It's coming. And it's, it's not coming. Yeah, and like, then they did uh, Dragon Quest Heroes, and they're doing two of those. It, it's just uh, like I wanted to like it. I played the demo. They like, released seven on 3ds. This is kind of cool. This is kind of cool. I, I, I could maybe get into this. Yeah, but I would never pay full price for that game. I would yeah. never in my life pay eighty dollars for that game. I, can't, I have a hard time paying eighty dollars for a game that I actually want to play, dude. Yeah, XCOM two. Gonna give it to Where you. Where are you? Where are you, XCOM two? Well, maybe someone's got a birthday coming up. Seventy-five ninety-nine. Maybe someone's got a birthday coming up. Yeah, it was a, maybe someone will give it someone an advance on a birthday present. <laughs> My laugh changes when you're around. Yeah. I, I, XCOM 2 is a game you need to play because I want to hear your stories oh of like... God. So, uh, yeah, so uh, Mike and you and Andrew uh, were sent down to this alien pod to discover it and Mike died immediately <laughs> and uh, he's gone. So anyway... I like when it gives them the deep... It, like in XCOM, your characters just get assigned a code name. Yeah. So like this one guy, Nick, that we that we work with yep. at PNP there, old Nick, he's like, he's like, yeah... He got named like Badger or something. Nick the Badger. Uh, so good. It's pretty good. It's like Metal Gear shit. Uh, and then if we're looking at October 11th as well as Dragon Quest Builders, they had the tenacity to put Duke Nukem 3D out again on its 20th anniversary 
on the PS4 and Xbox One. Gears of War 4 will also launch that Don't date. You mean the audacity? The audacity. The tenacity means that they're just trying really hard. Tough acting, tenacting. <laughs> Uh, Gears of War 4 is coming out that day as well uh, Rias is coming to consoles that day Rise of the Tomb Raider finally comes to PS4 And WWE 2K17 And then you know VR is out later that yeah. week And we'll talk about that later uh, NHL 17, worth talking about by the way oh, They yeah? actually rebuilt the GM mode yeah. It's now like Madden Finally I thought, we, is, talk, I thought which, we talked about no, this no, last we have, podcast Maybe we didn't, I just, my eyes no, I was I did that radio thing and I okay. talked about it. So I'm like, why would I have talked about NHL 17 so much? Uh, yeah, they, you have like manage concessions yeah. and you have to and make I, your guy I, happy. I've been bitching and moaning about that for years because yeah. I played Madden. I remember specifically when the PS4 came out. I borrowed Madden from friend and family member of Turn Based Attack, Andrew. Uh, I I he's on the him. other regular podcast. He's on <laughs> slam with you. Uh, I borrowed Madden 15 from him. Yeah. And you're like, this and is I awesome. I was like, holy hell, cannot believe that the GM mode is so cool. Like, you can control concessions, what ticket prices are. You could fucking move your team yeah. to Los Halifax. Angeles. Yeah, you could put the team anywhere. I was playing as like the like the Los Angeles Thunderbirds or something like that. Shit. <laughs> yeah, I had weird looking jerseys and all this, and I was like, "This is incredible." Tickets are free. Why Beers are twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah. Why does NHL not have this? Yeah, and it it boggled my mind that they put so much work into Madden. It's very and FIFA too. It's weird yeah. when like one of those games gets a new something, and you're like, "Don't these people talk to Dude, each other? It, like, it actually, go across the hall and be it, like, hey, think, look at this.' Yeah, like, it actually pissed me off because uh, I was like, "This is so good." And and NHL gets shit on, and I love hockey. Like I really love. You prefer hockey, hockey to Madden? Much yeah. much prefer hockey to to football. So I'm sitting here just like they got to do this one day, and I'm not going to be happy until they do. NHL 16 didn't buy it. The rule is, and I stand by this rule because <laughs> someone once told me it was Jade who once told yeah. me this: never buy NHL games year like consecutively. Don't buy them two years in a row yeah. because they're practically the same. You wait until the second year and then you buy it and you'll see a huge, huge improvement. Y- usually. <laughs> Most of the time. Doesn't apply to all sports games. No, but think about it, man. Yeah. 15 to 17? Well, you're talking about something with minute differences. You're talking about going from Fallout 3 to Fallout 4 instead of playing New Vegas. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But would, should you deny yourself New Vegas? I would. I did. Because the AI broke. And it didn't fucking work. <laughs> anyway, so, so but NHL 17, something I also really want to play. Uh, I love the GM mode in those games. I love trading players and making, and, oh man, I can't wait. I want to play, I want to put a team in like Oakland or something like that. Just like a place that doesn't deserve like, hockey. Like California? Like in the Bay Area? What Oakland are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Oakland. Right near the beach. <laughs> Call them the Riders. Oh, shit. Riders and the Raiders. So rough. All right. Oh, wait. What? Let's talk about some news. Yeah. Blizzard. The asshats at Blizzard have made the biggest mistake of their life. That's debatable. They're dropping Battle.net. I, I think that I think it's about time. Battle.net. I think it's about time. They're, they're going to give up Battle.net. They're not, they're not just, like, letting go of it and being like, Battle.net is gone. If we are not... 
They're gonna like they're gonna the, sell it to the Scientologists or something. They're just not calling it Battle What are they gonna call it? Blizzard.com? They're just gonna call it like probably like Blizzard or Bnet or something like that. Probably not even Bnet. <laughs> Bnet. That's what they abbreviated as Bnet. <laughs> they're just probably gonna just call it Bl- like Blizzard Online. Who the fuck knows? Who cares? It's it's just Battle.net. It's been Dude, around since 1996. It's literally been around for 20 years. Yeah. And it's time to let it's go. It's as old as Duke Nukem 3D. It's as old as time. Uh, you know, Beauty and the Beast. I remember back before Battle.net, there was this other thing that was like GameSpy. Yeah. They did the servers for a lot of online games I for Nintendo. GameSpy. Well, they don't exist anymore. Now you can't play a lot of yeah, games online. but... I'm pretty sure you can't play Mario Kart for the Wii online anymore because GameSpy powered it. I might be wrong about that. Anyways, let's move on. GameSpy. GameSpy. That was a deep, deep cut right there. Recent, recent history. They were still around in the 2000s. Uh, my, for sure they were. Uh, Minecraft console edition is getting a big update and Chinese mythology DLC. So I threw in Minecraft the other day and damn that they expand that console version. There's all kinds of stuff going on. So uh, Chinese mythology. So you can get a cool... Uh, generated temples, dragons, statues. Uh, it looks kind of cool, man. Minecraft, it's come a long way. If you, ha- if you haven't played Minecraft in, let's say, five years, which is very possible for most people, just jump in for an hour and see how much crap you, is in that game, you man. Won't, you won't only be there for an hour, though. No, not at all. Me and uh, me and Trevor were playing the other day. We started at 6. Uh, we looked up and it was 11. There you go. Um, and we, yeah, no, Minecraft's good times, man. Console edition, though, the only thing that sucks is... Uh, the the host player's world the host has to be there to play on the world so it's not like you can establish a world and allow your friends to load it and, and change it yeah. it has you to be on to the be host yeah, yeah which is a bummer but it does it does keep consistency with uh, the other player's inventory so if you're another player has played with you before when they spawn they will spawn in the exact spot with the exact inventory they had when they quit the game huh. uh, that stores to the server so that's cool yeah, that's, uh, nice. that's the least they could do I guess <laughs> what do you think about it. Uh, free PlayStation Plus games for October. The price is going up, so I hope the games get better because nothing else is. Uh, Resident Evil HD will be available for the PS4. Transformers yeah, Devastation is uh, HD is, is the original. It's the GameCube Resident Evil remake redone on PS4. Oh, I might play that. Yeah, it's free as well. Uh, Transformers Devastation, which you should also try if you like Transformers. It's a really good game that no one is played. Is that the fighting? It's the uh, one made by Platinum. So it's like. Vanquish. Yeah, it's like Vanquish, the Transformers game. I think my roommate just bought that game. Uh oh. What a <laughs> Hope he can return it because it's about to be free in like three days. <laughs> that was a game that was expensive too. It was full price, I think, when it came out, and that was like, ooh, that game is like at fifty bucks. That game is the best Transformers game ever made. At full price, it's a bit of a rip. Uh, From Dust on PS3, Mad Riders on PS3, Code Realize Guardians of Rebirth on the Vita, which I. <laughs> Whatever. What? What uh, the and then actual game? sunlight. I'm trying What's to that? sell my Vita. You should. You're trying to sell it. It's, it's, it's difficult for difficult. you. I'm trying to just get 100 bucks out of it. I, I'm pretty sure and that's an OLED Vita too. I mean, we don't want to make devolve the podcast into this, but if anyone wants to message Rob at turnbasedattack.com, he's selling a Vita for 100. dollars That's yeah. a good deal. Yeah. Yeah. 115. Oh, okay. The price just went up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> But for any friend of the podcast, say the say the code price went up, bitch, for fifteen dollars <laughs> off Rob's Vita. While supplies last, there's only one. While supplies, there last. can only be one. 
Uh, just speaking of De- Destiny 2, uh, basically Destiny 2 has been confirmed for the PC now that they've dropped Woo! PS3 and 360 support. Woo! Uh, and they are quoted as saying the game will feel like a proper sequel. I don't Woo! know what that means. Woo! Uh, speaking of games that... Uh, need sequels. Need sequels. Titanfall 2, single player campaign, uh, oh, has been kind of... Attack on Titanfall. Attack on Titanfall, that's right. Grappling hook. 360 gear. So... Uh, Titanfall 1 took a lot of heat for being a multiplayer-only experience, basically, where the campaign was, you play multiplayer, but we play you uh, videos in your HUD explaining the Titanfall story, which is shit, let's be honest. Titanfall 2 seems like they're going with new assets, new ideas, and uh, actually the way the pacing of the game works is you'll be solving some uh, puzzles as far as traversing the landscape as a pilot, as a pilot with your Titan, or in a Titan, with boss fights that are usually Titans, uh, and actually, I heard Portal was mentioned uh, in, in level design-wise, that you'll be going through things, grappling, hooking around, I imagine, and uh, doing some platforming and stuff, which Titanfall does well. Uh, so, Well, I think the first kind of gripe that I heard about Titanfall 1 was that the story mode was not a real story. There isn't a story mode. No. There's a campaign, but it's multiplayer with HUD. You're playing with people who are playing multiplayer, but in the campaign mode, you're getting videos on your yeah, HUD. It's just lazy. It's very lazy. Uh, this sounds really cool. Yeah, good for that. Titanfall is a good-feeling shooting game. Of course, Respawn Entertainment, known for uh, well, most of the people working on that, the upper people anyways, would have been the guys who brought us the Call of Duty 4 uh, zeitgeist. So, Anyway, let's move on to uh, indie fencing game Nidog. Did you see the new trailer for Nidog? I didn't look at it. You were saying that you're not impressed by... So, it seems like they're adding a lot of stuff. They're expanding on Nidhogg in ways that you would have hoped they would if they did a Nidhogg sequel. I'm going to watch the the trailer while you're talking. You're going to watch it. Uh, And unfortunately, (laughs) with that comes, they ditched the kind of no-bit Atari style of it. And they went 32-bit, basically, with really over-animated, what looked like 16-bit sprites. And it's, it's, I don't know, man. I'll wait to see uh, it in final motion. There you go. Play it. It's a very short trailer. Hold on. I'm, I have my phone set to, to lock. <laughs> as, as soon as the video starts playing? No, it's just on the... <laughs> I'll turn that off. So, uh, there's going to be a single player mode now where you'll face off against a number of AI well, opponents so, as well as uh, special challenge rounds. Uh, so they're expanding on the game in all the ways you'd want, except the visual style now has gotten a facelift for better or worse. I really don't like That's a bummer, right? character sprites that they have for... this looks like something out of toe jam and earl and it's not yeah. that i don't like that style it's that nidog had no, something else going i for don't it. like that style yeah i'll be the first person to say yeah, i don't like the i don't like the care i hope that those are just templates for now like that they're like it actually like, ends up looking not anything like that yeah well because you look like a giant caveman yeah you look like fozzy bear yeah yeah or like one of those creatures for the ps1 remember that game uh bolt storm is coming to the ps4 and xbox one Woo! remastered Epic no. Games Boltstorm Full Clip Edition is coming in 2017. It's not a game that no one plays. I played Boltstorm. I beat it in one sitting. Me and my buddy. Uh, it was a game. It was yep. a first-person first, first person shooter where you got points based on killing. Interestingly, you had a leash that you could like whip characters with and throw them into cactuses and shoot them in the dick Let and you'd get points. Let me ask you if you have any news about <laughs> this game that Nidhogg has 2. probably flown under your radar. Tell me about it, stud. I got cheese. What is it? It's a mobile game. Yeah. Uh, available on iOS and I'm assuming Android. 
Are you talking about Boxmaker? I'm talking about <laughs> PewDiePie's Tuber Simulator. I don't know what you're talking surprisingly about. Surprisingly clever. Is it like that Kim K game that came out that was actually a surprisingly interesting entrepreneur uh, simulator? It's more like, it's almost like it wants to be um, any of those cool like, Kairosoft games. <laughs> but like, it's it's just not quite the same. Uh, but it's like... Do you like make videos and then post them and of. get revenue? So you like, yeah, but like you, you hit like make a video... You get a, a list of up to three um, videos that you can make, and you and you so you go. Oh, I'm gonna make a video. Okay, so you make a video. It gives you some uh, automate automated like mess like automated uh, videos to make. So for example, this first one here is a gaming and uh, I guess makeup style video, <laughs> and the title that it generated for me is "Don't Tell Maria, Please." Um, the next one is a. <laughs> Well, it's like the auto. Uh, it's like in game dev. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one, the next one here is uh, it's uh, animals and sports, and it's piranhas, the ultimate motivator. <laughs> and then the third one that I could make is a uh, household and plant video called the top ten vegans you can eat. Um, so you 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 choose which video to make. Uh, your character starts to record and and which is just it says recording in a menu. And then it says you're editing, and then you post it, and you get views, which you use to buy things and put in your room uh, that you record in. Uh, so right now, my character lives in little more than a shack. Yeah, um, which like most I have YouTubers. A poster on my wall. Yeah, yeah, like most YouTubers. There's a window there as well. Um, and then you buy stuff to add in, so you get more views, so you can buy more stuff. And that's basically the extent of the game. And that's been but, the mobile minute with Rob. But. It's actually surprisingly clever. Uh, there's a lot of like goofy, just kind of PewDiePie style, uh, PewDiePie style Pewdie- things. PewDiePie. If you've ever watched a PewDiePie video, you're I like, haven't. Uh, he's he's actually a pretty entertaining guy. I'll, right. I'll say that. I would I'm hope not, so. He's like a multimillionaire yeah, based I'm on his not craft. Like fully so. on his bandwagon, but I think he's actually quite quite humorous at times. Um, I think it's because I don't watch him very often at all. When I do go onto YouTube, I'm more interested in like. Some like uh, a few other like uh, video game donkey is one of my favorite uh, YouTube gaming personalities. Um, but you know, uh, PewDiePie is actually he's an interesting guy. He's and interesting that's been guy. the YouTube shoutout corner with Rob. Yeah, no, no, check check the game out if you got a minute. It's it's at least fun for maybe an hour or two. Um, and and interesting note, he does all of the voice. All of the like, because he, he's in. His How does he game. find the time? He does every single line. He he voice does the voice work for himself, <laughs> which is actually I think because honestly, when you think about it, he did not have to do that. Sure, he could just I, slapped his name on on the game from the yeah. He's authentic. Studio. This is, is straight from his heart. I think that he's the Kanye West of YouTube. No, no, no one's the Kanye West of YouTube. Dude. Kanye is the Kanye West. Of, are you going to Kanye? No, I'm going. Are you going? Good. I'm going with Braden. I'm, I'm happy for you. It'll probably be pretty good. I'm excited. Yeah. That's after Mike's bachelor party, which is next week. Immediately after? <laughs> like two days after I get back. My liver will not be recovered. Well, tell me uh, tell me how it is. Anyway, Mobile Minute. YouTube with Rob. shout out. YouTube shout outs and Mobile Minute with Rob. Uh, I'm going to talk about the... You know, remember that mini NES we were talking about? Yeah. Uh, so Japan's getting their own mini console, the mini Famicom, and it's so cute! 
Uh, so it's going to have a different collection of game, including, games, including some Famicom-only uh, Japanese offerings. It still has the place for the paddles on the side of it, and it looks fantastic. So if you want to import one of these, uh, go bananas, because as far as I know, it should be absolutely compatible. They're, uh, bananas. Yeah, there you go. Uh, that's looking cool. Battleborn. Remember the game Battleborn that came out like a week before Overwatch and was immediately buried by it? It's a 2K oh, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Third-person game. Uh, it's becoming free-to-play as early as uh, the end of this year. Probably pretty soon. November, they say. Uh, and apparently, again, if we're talking about game devs quoting things that you don't want to hear as a consumer, it's Battleborn was intended to be a free-to-play from the get-go until 2K changed course and charged $80 for it. A game that they were entirely building around being free. Uh, and you slipped up. We can also talk about Paladins. Uh, let's shout out that game, which is a <laughs> shameless copy-paste of Overwatch in many yeah, aspe- aspects. It's, it's but it's free-to-play. So there's your shout out to games that aren't MOBAs. But how are but, we gonna find time for all this stuff? All these games. Next week, all the good shows are starting back up on TV. That's right, New Girl, Arrow, Arrow, <laughs> probably Flash. Luke Cage is out yesterday. Luke Cage came out last night. Did you watch any of it? Is he punching people? No, I didn't watch it. I want to watch a Marvel movie where it's just a black man punching people. That's what I've wanted. Well. You could watch twelve episodes of it. I'm going to. I fully plan to. I've enjoyed. Uh, I've enjoyed Daredevil maybe the most of anything they've done. That second season of Daredevil was I hope fun. He gets the crown. In the, like, you remember in like the seventies? Oh Luke no, Cage I don't. The yellow shirt. He starts wearing like the the, the the flowy orange shirt with the the pants and the belt. When he had the he had the belt with the huge cage buckle that he used to whip people with. Man, he at one point he had a, a huge belt that was just a chain. Yeah, yeah, no. Then he had the belt with his name on it. Yeah. He used to whip people cage. with that, too. Cage. It's Luke goddamn cage. Uh, anyways, that's pretty cool. Uh, meters charge. It's time for the ATC. It's time for the active time conversation where me and uh, Rob air our grievances with the world of video games through an attack, defense, magic, or item. Rob, would you like to go first? <laughs> Drink it in, man. I didn't know Chris Jericho was here. <laughs> Alright. Here's, here's, here's what I want to complain about. There's, I've, I've been, lately I've been playing a few games on my telephone. Okay. My cello, cellular phone. If Grandpa Rob's got some things to say, I'm just going to go grab some orange juice while you do it. It's been a little while since I've been trying to play the mobile games, but I've noticed an increasingly popular trend in the mobile gaming community. That trend is clicker games. Now... Fans of the podcast, people who've gone through our backlog of podcasts, or people who have been listening since the start. I'm just going to grab a piss. All right, good luck. Uh, they they know that, uh, you know, I enjoy a good clicker game. Hero Clickers being one of them, uh, from the old uh, PC. Uh, you know, played that when it was a browser-only game. It evolved into a Steam title. Uh, now it's available on mobile. Still fantastic game, but there are all sorts of either shameless copies or, quite frankly, uh, lazy attempts at doing the same thing. And I've been noticing this type of thing going on uh, quite recently with other types of games. Now, I know the mobile industry is no stranger to 
shameless copies and ripoffs. Um, you know, it, it's been ongoing for quite quite some time, but I've seen a shameless copy recently, a shameless ripoff of a, of a game that I just didn't expect from this company. So, the games I'm referring to, first and foremost, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Yeah. Created by EA. That's not a clicker, is it? No, no. But I was just referencing Clicker Heroes yeah. and how it got copied a lot. Uh, but but Star Wars Galaxy Heroes, it's an RPG, turn-based RPG. Uh, you get Star Wars characters. You go to areas to farm uh, like shards of the character to level up the character, increase their stars or something like that. And then they become more powerful. You use them to go further in the game. And that's basically it. There's a PvP elements. That's that's all she wrote. Star Wars Galaxy Heroes probably copied it from some other game for all I know. But that's the game that I first played that had this style. I'm sitting here looking through my phone in the gaming section <laughs> like, oh, is this, is, do my eyes deceive me? What is this? DC Legends. Oh, oh this looks shit. pretty cool. DC basically carbon copied Star Wars Galaxy Heroes. Okay, so... I, even though I was wandering around, was listening to you. Yeah. Uh, it, there's no other platform where big IPs and big companies, but there's always subsidiaries. There's always other third-party companies doing this. Are they farming out their apps to certain companies? Like, you look at Niantic and you look at Pokemon <laughs> Go, that's a carbon copy of a previous game they made. It's not like Pokemon Go was ground up. It was, let's put a skin yeah. over this and change this and that so it's more akin to this. Well, but clickers are that. It's yes. something like uh, something like Katamari is going to incorporate the cousins and leveling them up, where really that's any game. It's time It's time clickers where you're buying guns. It's, yeah. it's that anime clicker on Steam where you're buying additional characters and stuff like that to help you uh, fight over time. Um, it's okay. For some reason, there's certain genres of game where that's okay... And it's even okay to shamelessly do it with big IPs, and it's just like, oh, it's the Star Wars version of this. And you're abs- it's an absolutely valid complaint. I don't like it, man. Yeah. I just, like, if you're going to do that, at least add something to the equation. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what I think is so bothersome to me about it. If you've it. played one clicker, you've played every clicker. You, me, me and you could have played completely different clickers made by completely different companies. Yeah. We could talk about it without speaking specifics, and it would be the same. Yeah. And I that's bought, I bought freaky. the upgrades to make the numbers go higher. Yeah. And then eventually you reset, but maintain c- certain upgrades. Yeah. yeah. And you can buy new upgrades with the thing you reset. Yeah. To and get. you can go higher faster. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it is what it is. Um, it, it, I don't like that this happens. It's been happening forever. It will, will definitely continue to happen. Some... Ripoffs are more shameless than others. Uh, this one, well, well, I call it a shameless ripoff. Obviously, they know what they're doing. They had a formula that they saw worked. They copied it, put some very, very minor, minor spins on it, uh, and that that's that's that really. Uh, the DC Comics Legends game is an okay game at best. The problems that I have with it are that you know it's. It's and going back to mobile gaming being a pain in my ass. Like, I like to play games on my phone. I, I, you know, when you're on the shitter, when you're just out and about, you got you're you're stuck waiting for the bus or something like that, right? 
I don't know what life. People, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're at work. You're on a coffee break or something. Uh, you know, I I like playing mobile games, but I'm 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 over it now, man. I I want something deeper or something that's original now. Um, but you DC want Comics, Nintendo to start making Fire yeah. Emblem for the yeah. When DC Comics Legends, when I got it, I was like, this is okay. But I played this game already, yeah. and I'm bored with it. And that's, quite frankly, what happens to 95% of the mobile games I play. <laughs> and the problem I have with it, as I was saying before, is that there is, like, you know how you have, like, energy? So you can only do a certain amount of things in the game until you run out of this energy. Then you have to pay for the energy. Or Sometimes. you wait until a time. Or you, yeah, or you play the game excruciatingly yeah. slow. Yeah. yeah. So if you're playing this game, you get, like, five energy. It takes like an hour and a half to regenerate one energy, <laughs> and then you got, and then you're maybe not, maybe it's not that long. But either way, you the amount of energy you have is just not adequate. And I'm sitting here like, nobody, okay, very few people will spend money on this. So you're banking real hard on, on so that. So the 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 analytics are in on that though. All they need is a very small minority of people to spend any money, and those people are spending ridiculous amounts of money. It's not unheard of yeah. for people to spend hundreds of dollars. Oh, I spent a hundred bucks on a game. Uh, like, been, there you go, friend. Been on that road. Yeah. Uh, absolutely that happens. Anyone who's denying that is, is fooling themselves. No, and, and you know, it's it's an easy justification. It's like, oh, it's just two seventy nine. Yeah. So I'll just throw that on the credit card, whatever. And then never Dude, there's that. a Destiny... Destiny weapons have skins now? No. There's one I really want. No. This one I really want. Please though. tell me I it's really not want it. purchasable. It's purchasable. Oh. Uh, well, it's purchasable through materials, and then you upgrade what oh. you want. Could you, are they only purchasable? Is it only As far as I know, it's only purchasable. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I hate that so much. All right, well, let's lighten the mood. I've got a nice touching story that I shared with you this morning. It's been a long... <laughs> uh, so, Forza Horizon 3... Allows you to make drivatars uh, out of people in your driving club if you join one in the game, like a gang, the shark gang, uh, or Shoutouts. if you don't, yeah, if you don't have a club, it actually pulls drivatars from your friends list based on previous games they've played mm-hmm. on the Xbox One or if they played Forza Horizon Three. So they don't necessarily have to have played it for it to work. So this guy was uh, screwing around in the open world of Forza Horizon Three, and uh, he sees his buddy's gamer tag uh, above a car sitting on the side of the road. And uh, what's strange about this is his buddy's been dead for a year. So he pulls up behind him and initiates a race. And then goes for a fucking race with his deceased friend in this video game. And it was the most touching thing I've read all week. Uh, That really reminds me of the most heartbreaking story I've ever read about video games. With the guy whose, like, mom has cancer and dies. With the Animal Crossing letters? Animal Crossing. Jesus Christ. I get teared up every time I read that. And, uh, and then, have you seen about the picture? They converted all the whole, whole story to pictures. So it's like someone someone yeah. drew it like a comic strip. Yeah. <sighs> Can't handle it. Uh, so this guy posted on Reddit about it. Uh, and people immediately posted their... This is when the internet's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, they posted their condolences and support. And the guy was just not saying, like, this sucks. They need to remove this from the game. He was like, this was a chilling, uh, like, kind of really interesting, cool thing. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, then some Redditors were saying, like, hey, man, you know, if you, uh, if you honk your horn at him, at a drivatar, it'll follow you. So now he knows if he finds his buddy again, he can honk his horn at him, and him and his buddy can go ripping around the Australian outback. Australian. Australian outback. Outback. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, so that's my, uh, that was my ITC this week. 
Rob, are you going to open up that chest you've been sitting on this whole podcast? I may as well. He's closer, closer and further while the sound effects. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, well, we, I think you just need to mention the game, and we're done because we've talked about it enough. But uh, uh, Rob, what are you inducting into the Key Item Hall of Fame? The Key Item Hall of Fame this week, controversial pick, first time it's ever happened. It's is it the most recent game? I think it's the most recent game we've ever put into the ATC. I'll look it up while you talk. Go um, for it. The game's going to be Darkest Dungeon. It is... <gasps> yeah. Oh! Uh, it is, without question, one of my favorite RPGs that I've played in recent memory. Uh, I Obviously, I've played it on PC, like I was saying earlier. Very, very, very... Uh, very fairy. Very fairy. Guy fairy. Uh, it's an incredible game. Uh, I definitely recommend this game to anybody who's even remotely considering it. It has kind of a cool, like dark motif where it's uh it's, it pulls a little bit from uh Ooh, you know what there's games kind of close fair yeah there's a journey oh journey is uh, older though yeah there's a nino kuni nino kuni's older as well it, it's older but but there's games that are recent games uh this is a game that's arguably is, on the current console let's yeah, say it's, so it's, it's the most yeah. recent game um but it is like I said, I, I could talk about this game forever. It's a fantastic game. Um, I think that, like I was saying, it, it, it's it's got this cool kind of dark motif to it, where you you have to um, you, you've got like a, a, a bit of a medieval, um, almost like turn of the century uh, timeline, where where you, you character, some of your characters have guns and things like that, uh, like like. Victorian era, uh, yeah, like yeah. sub sub Victoria sort of. era, and then some of them are like uh, you know. There's one character who's like uh, uh, I think he's called the cultist, um, and the cultist has like the ability to call on almost like Cthulhu kind of like uh, eldritch abilities that he has. Um, in any case, it, it's super neat game. Like uh, the the creators of the games are really nice people. Um, oh, sorry. I was going to fill you in on all this stuff too. Yeah, uh, we should. You should have cued about, me there. We should talk a little bit about Red Hook. They're they're pretty neat. Yeah. So uh, Chris and Tyler uh, yeah. of Backbone Entertainment, very active on Twitter. Yeah, uh, wanted to build a uh, game together, uh, but their commitments to other studios left them unable to do so. During 2012 and early 2013, they had developed a number of ideas for potential games to develop, uh, from which the core aspects of Darkest Dungeon bore out. In April 2013, they found uh, they had time to work on this project and decided that it was now or never moment forming British Columbia-based Red Hook Studios to develop the game. Uh, by 2015, their team included six people in addition to three more supporting their sound, music, and narration of the game. Uh, then it goes on to talk about the core idea of the game. Uh, its release uh, used the personal savings to fund the creation of Red Hook Studios and sought to gain a grant from the Canada Media Fund, but were rejected. Way to go, Canada! Thanks a lot, Prime Minister. Uh, having originally anticipated an 18-month development period, they sought a way to fund the extended development period. They launched a Kickstarter campaign in April 2014. For funding prior to starting the Kickstarter, they uh, made sure they had prepared enough of the media interest, including a, t- a trailer for the game, uh, released in October 2013. So nearly two years ago. Uh, so g- good for them, because let's talk about Kickstarters for a second. Kickstarters don't 
usually get launched and the game's out within when it says it's going to yeah. be out. And to that end, oftentimes the game is... It was an not... early access by January. Like, yeah. they basically had a game good to go when they announced the Kickstarter. Maybe some other people should take uh, some cues from that. Well, uh, and let's be real. Like like you said, oftentimes Kickstarter products uh, don't deliver. And nope. I think Darkest Dungeon has delivered uh, and then some. Um, man, I love that game. I really love that game. I think that's how we go out on this episode. I really hate that man. All right, that's it for Turn-Based Attack 44. If you want to interact with the show, obviously you can comment uh, with any questions or topics or yep. feedback anywhere on the internet that you see us posting things. This includes at Turn-Based Attack on Twitter, uh, Facebook.com slash Turn-Based Attack. You can reach me and Rob at Lee and Rob at TurnBasedAttack.com, respectively. That's one or the other, not Lee and Rob at TurnBasedAttack.com. We don't have like a joint email, like a married couple yet. We should make one. Um, <laughs> or Lee at TitsyIceford.com. Thank you for listening. As always, we'll be back again within a week or two when those meters charge back up. Uh, to talk more about video games and what we've been playing, I'm definitely getting into Mafia 3, so I'll tell you all about my shotgun-wielding adventures. That's it. Say goodbye, Rob. Bye.